0: Welcome everyone to LOA Uncorked with Holly and Gina. We're excited you've joined us for a conversation to unleash your inner badassery and uncork your magic.
1: This is the no bullshit, all truth, nothing but fun
0: podcast. And don't worry, we've got you.
1: You're our VIP.
0: Hello everyone. Welcome to LOA Uncorked. This is Holly. And this is Gina. And Gina, we have a what? <laughs> rock, rock star, star in the house. Other sure. people have coined her that. Now we would have coined her that. Yeah. Which, and,
1: we're, we're a little mad about that. We are mad. Yeah, okay, yeah, but we're okay. going
0: to get even with them because okay. we're going to call her a female pioneer of science and metaphysics. Ooh. Let Ooh. me continue okay so pioneer yeah pioneer female Mm -hmm. like all these powerful things yes 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 but she is her background is an award-winning journalist yes and she's the author of seven books international um, including international bestsellers the power of eight the field the Mm -hmm. intention experiment and the bond i like the bond Mm -hmm. absolutely and these books are actually considered seminal books of new science so we're mm. going to talk about science metaphysics it's so exciting she's a seminal pioneer she is absolutely <laughs> and like she's it. consistently voted one of the world's top 100 yeah. spiritual leaders for her groundbreaking yeah. work with consciousness and the power of intention. We're going to get to that oh and we're gosh. so excited. We've waited for We've crossed our fingers and our toes, although I don't think I can cross my toes. And Lynn it- McTaggart is in the LOAN uncorked House. Welcome, Lynn.
1: Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much.
2: It's been It's great to be here with both of you.
1: It's so good to have you. Oh, my God. Thank you for setting all your other pioneer, (laughs) seminal pioneer duties aside for us and uh, sharing some time and a conversation uh, that I know our audience will love and take so much from. So thank you. So Lynn, typically how we start our podcast is just an opportunity for you to kind of share with those who are listening who don't know as much about you as Holly and I have, um, uh, as I as as much as Holly and I do, and ask for you to kind of share a little bit about your background, kind of the hallmarks of Lynn, kind of a three to five minute highlight reel of who you are and kind of just to ground the conversation and and really set us up for for the rest of the discussion today.
2: Okay. Um, I started out life after university as an investigative reporter. I was one of those people who had hidden tape recorders, and one of my uh, big successes was cracking a bunch of international baby-selling rings, um, and particularly by posing as an unwed mother, and then later as an adoptive parent. So that was my background, and I got, I got, I segued into this work by accident, because Um, When I moved to the UK, um, I set up a magazine with my husband, Brian Hubbard, largely because I'd been ill, I got better, finally, by meeting a real pioneer in integrative medicine way back many years ago. And it was so impressive that I got boring on the subject and I started telling everybody and Brian said, stop telling your friends and me, start telling the world. So... We uh, set up this newsletter, now a magazine, called What Doctors Don't Tell You. In the course of doing that, I kept coming across really good studies of spiritual healing. Mm -hmm. And my curiosity was piqued. I thought, hmm... If you can have a thought and make somebody else better, that undermines everything we think about how the world works. So I decided to try to investigate this, and I didn't even know what I was looking for. I was on a journey without a compass, and I talked my publishers into backing this journey. So I thought I was going to find Um, energy systems. I thought I was going to find that humans have uh, particular kinds of energy systems. What I didn't expect to find was a completely new science, a new way, a new view of the world. And after talking to a bunch of frontier scientists, that's exactly what I found to my astonishment. Each of them had found a little piece of, of, of what compounds into a completely new uh, science, a new scientific story. So that became my book, The Field, and all of my subsequent books, I got hijacked into this, into this subject. All of my subsequent books have been curiosity and enthusiasm to find out more. Okay, listen. I love Stealthy
0: Lynn. I i had no i <laughs> I <I've laughs> always wanted I look at to that do that. Glimmer in her I eye, always
1: I wanted to like i wanted to be like a private detective when i was young i was i wanted to like be but wired up and a stuff. I, oh, absolutely. this is how she found her. just she doesn't have to hide the, the recorders anymore right like you don't have to do that anymore <laughs> oh i have
2: oh i have oh i have i have some i have some attached to my phone occasionally oh, i, I do need to do it uh but uh, you know, I wanted to be Lois Lane. I wanted to be Brenda Starr a reporter oh, for you, sure. know? you um, too. That was yeah. my plan and of course journalists back then were really revered as you know as the new as the new heroes and heroines. Absolutely. So yes. that was gonna be my trajectory and I have veered off into this, but that uh, that investigative zeal That natural skepticism has never left me. And it's served me in good stead with all of this work, too. Clearly,
1: So were you, uh, did you have a metaphysical understanding or belief structure or alignment when you uh, were ill and and went to see the functional medicine practitioner? Or was this like a whole new
2: world for you? It wasn't a whole new world. I was one of those kids who... Uh, grew up in a family of fast food and, um, and packaged food and processed food. And so by the time I was a teenager, I was into granola and health food. So I was always interested in that. And I was also interested in certain kinds of esoterica. So I was interested in astrology. I was interested in witchcraft. I was an early um, TM meditator. All of those things fascinated me. But it wasn't until i got ill that i really got into alternative medicine i had covered i when i was living in america in my 20s i wrote some articles for the new york times magazine and they would veer into science and medicine sometimes but it wasn't my main subject Um, when i got ill nobody could figure out what was wrong with me and i went from conventional doctor to alternative doctor and alternative practitioner to the very outer rim of alternative practice to try to find out what was going on. These days it would have been so easy. It was a faulty microbiome and a a bit of this and a bit of that and I would have been fine. They didn't know and this was very new way back then. So it was me who found this functional medical doctor who was a nutritional pioneer you know, almost unknown in the UK at that time. And I researched what I thought I had. And then I researched him and went to him and together we got me better. And I was so impressed by the fact that he was treating me as an equal partner, which didn't happen back then. Mm -hmm. And also that he was mainly using nutritional medicine. And all of these things made me want to tell the world about it and so that became our, ma- our newsletter now magazine what doctors don't tell you which talks about evidence for alternative medicine and also <clears throat> debunks a lot of beliefs about conventional medicine
1: yeah fantastic oh
0: yeah God. we've had a guest on here and then we were talking about homeopathy and getting really deep in the subject and i'm like well, why don't people talk about cell salts and the thing i mean you know it has to be big farm. it has to be you know all those things that why don't we know these go-to things yeah. that are easy they're not they're cost effective and, They're intention
1: they're naturally yeah intent- so that's nutrition to be. And, yep. yeah yep. i mean
0: it's 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 confounding that we're sitting here today still not having that broad understanding
2: yeah i think it's it's even worse than broad understanding i think Big Pharma has, has really choked off the conversation. Um, most people who um, who don't believe in homeopathy say, well, it's impossible. It's just water. It can't really be that. And the problem is they're ignorant of the science about it. Um, there is science I wrote about in my book, The Field, about um, Jacques Benveniste, the, the late biologist, who discovered that water has a memory uh, discovery that um, that Luc Montagnier the, um, the co-discoverer of HIV went on to investigate and confirm as did about 48 other labs but people don't understand that water actually do- is like a tape recorder it tape records the essential energy of other molecules and that's why it works but it seems to work because these giant dilutions make that substance more powerful. But he just goes against every kind of mechanistic medical model, which is why people don't understand it. But, you know, we write about things like this all the time and demonstrate, you know, how they work. And my goodness, I brought my kids up on homeopathy, and it reached the parts that almost nothing else reaches. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It's, it's astounding. It really is. Yeah, no yeah. Wasn't great episode and we, we both have started the cell salts i mean we're all about it now yeah. um but yeah there's a lot to take in it's 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 not overwhelming but it's new to all of us because we haven't there has been very zero yeah. conversation about it so fascinating yeah.
0: speaking of new and our audience may not know the wonderful uh, experiments you've done with the power of mm. eight and I love that. I'm just going to put a little plug in here. Okay. I love that you had, uh, p- um, the power of eight intention for the Iranian women. Yeah. I love that. So thank you so much for doing that. I was like, we should do that again. We should yeah. just do our own group, do our own group, power of intention. Yes, yes. So I love that you did that. Thank you for yeah. highlighting that. I think that we have to continue to talk about that. And even yeah. when this is released, I'm sure it's still going on. It's yeah. a major issue. So. Please tell our audience your just astounding uh, information regarding the power of
2: eight. So good. Okay, well, it started with bigger experiments. After I'd written the field, there was a bit of unfinished business there. Um, There were a lot of scientists who were doing studies in the lab uh, that I wrote about demonstrating that thoughts are not only things, but things that affect other things, that they're trespassers. They can essentially trespass into other people and other objects and affect them. And I thought, whoa. You know, again, skeptical reporter at heart. I'd heard about that and researched that. I'd also heard lots about manifestation and the law of attraction and... The skeptical reporter in me said, okay, well, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about something very minor, like shifting a quantum particle? Or are we talking about curing cancer or ending war with our thoughts? So I wanted to test it. And I figured, well, I know lots of scientists after doing this book, working in consciousness research, And I also have loads of readers because the field by them was in 30 languages. So I thought, if I just bring them together, I'm going to have the biggest global laboratory in the world. So that's what I did back in 2007. I started very small. One of the scientists I first worked with, Dr. Gary Schwartz, a psychologist at the University of Arizona, said, you know, we have to take baby steps, Lynn, you know, because I wanted to yeah create peace in the world he said no no i think we'll start with a a leaf and then when we're done with that we'll move on to seeds so okay we did we we started trying to affect the subtle light emissions that come out of uh plants like a leaf geranium leaf that worked. We moved on to seeds, trying to make them grow faster. That worked. And we ran it six times um, with controls, etc. We tried purifying water. That worked. Whether we were uh, on, in the field working with an a- absolute lake and taking samples of it or water in the lab. And we moved on to war zones. And in 2007, we ran our first peace intention experiment and had an extraordinary response. So I was wondering to myself, well, this is all looking promising. I wonder if I could scale this down in a workshop. Well, I wasn't really sure how, how I could do that. And so I'm kicking it around with my husband, Brian, and some members of our team, and I said, Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll put them in groups of eight or so and have them send healing intention to a member of the group with a health challenge. You know, we'll see what happens. And so we decided to do that in one of the first workshops I ran about this in 2008. And we didn't expect to have anything more than a very mild response, like getting your back rubbed or having a facial, nice relaxing effect. So we had all the we put people into groups, we had them do all of that. And by the way, my husband, who's such a great headline writer, said when I said, Oh, we'll put them in groups of eight, he said, I love it, the power of eight. And that's how we got, <laughs> no the, title. How we right got the title. That's how we got away. Oh my god,
1: I love that. I like
2: that. <laughs> that's <laughs> how we got the title. We didn't think it was the power of anything. We were just experimenting. <laughs> He's a, good so, man. He's, he's a good hype man yeah, He is yeah, a yeah. really good hype man he is he is uh, awesome. it on a stick so <laughs> so the next day we have we do this with the people and they all choose somebody with a health challenge and the next day they come back and we say, well let's hear how that was for you thinking oh yeah, it was nice and relaxing you know, mild face face uh, getting a facial type of thing. Mm -hmm. And they stood up and said, somebody said, I have arthritis and I've been limping and I'm, you know, I limp all the time and I'm now walking normally. Somebody else said, I have depression, chronic clinical depression, and it feels like it's lifted. Somebody else said, I have IBS, really bad gut, and my gut's normal today. Somebody else said, I have cataracts and they're 80% better. So I was flabbergasted, as was Brian, And I thought, what have we unleashed? And in fact, I was a little pissed off about it because I thought to myself, well, I'm a healer. You know, I don't do this. I write. I'm an investigative reporter. And I have all of those big experiments to do. And that was what I was, you know, focusing on. Mm -hmm. But I was intrigued by this. And I thought, okay, every time I had a talk somewhere. I would put people in groups of eight or so. Um, uh, Every time I did a workshop, I would put people in groups of eight or so. And each time the same thing would happen. Amazing healings would occur right before my eyes. I've had two people get up out of their wheelchairs. One person paralyzed from the neck down after one 10 minute intention. I've had another woman with multiple sclerosis push her wheel tear away, and I've got these on video. I have um, countless people who have reversed um, genetic diseases. One woman had an issue, a liver genetic disease, disease that uh, enlarged her liver, resulted in fibrosis of the liver, enlarged spleen, and she was a candidate for a liver transplant. One 10-minute intention, Reversed completely. And she has a letter from two different doctors, two consultants, specialists saying your liver's normal. Uh, We've had people who were due for countless um, operations be able to cancel them. We had a woman who had couldn't focus her eyes after a stroke and was immediately able to focus after after uh one 10 minute intention and then we've had the power of eight groups which is what i do in a course i give called the power of eight intention Masterclass. i put people in groups for a year and i work with them and i have them meet with their group week after week after week because it occurred to me after watching this around 2014 that, well, what would happen? So I've seen these miracles in one session. What would happen if people met week after week after week? Would everything heal in their lives if they had people intending for them all the time and intending for other people? And so the the answer to that is the people who consistently meet, pretty much 100% of them, experience some sort of major life change, some sort of transformation. And that's, it seems to me, the key. Um, Meeting regularly, doing intention as a group regularly seems to be an amazing fast track to this kind of transformation. But I've literally seen thousands of people healed. So as I said, major hijacking going on here. I never expected to do this, but... This whole process was gifted to me, essentially, and so I now feel I must do this. I must bring this out to the it world. It Sounds
1: like it came through you for sure. I guess it did. Mm-hmm. I guess it did. So where do you get these magical eight people? Like,
2: are these like <laughs> are they normal magical? people like this.
1: walking along this? Like, is there a criteria the around these magical <laughs> people that you? You have to meet the certain criteria to be we magical don't know enough that to magical, be magical, Gina? Well, I'm feeling like this this seems like if we all have that power to your point, Lynn, like why are we not all engaging in that in the world and making things better and smoothing the path for other people? So, so I'm curious mm-hmm. if there's are we not qualified? Lynn, are we unqualified? Are we (laughs) we not magical enough, Lynn? (laughs) Or like, what what does it take for? Is it just we're untrained? Everybody able to help? Untrained and and uh, unqualified? Be a a member of
2: the Power of Eight? (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't require any 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 special qualifications. Excuse me. I mean, we are born, all of us, born with this amazing gift and with a lot of extra human potential. The problem is, you know, we know this is children, but it gets beaten out of us, mm-hmm. so to speak, by authority figures who say, no, 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 this is how the world works. And they present a very mechanistic scientific story, which has been our scientific story for more than 300 years. You know, a story of separate objects that operate according to fixed laws in time and space. But What we are now understanding and uncovering is a very different scientific story that says we are fundamentally all connected by a giant energy field, that we're all simply vibrating packets of energy. We're all energy. Interacting and sharing energy with other beings and other living things on the planet. And we also have the power to heal we have the power to heal ourselves, each other, and on finding out the world. So we don't make use of it because we're not trained to do it. We're not encouraged to do it. And so that's part of my job now, and that's what I do in my classes too. I show people how to do intention. It's not difficult, but there are there are about 13 keys to a mastery of intention. And there's also ways to use intention, not just to heal yourself, but to heal your finances, to heal your career or to promote your career, to heal your relationships, to find a new relationship. I love one of my students, Joy, was probably in her 60s, I guess. And she wanted to find love in her life. So her power of eight group intended for her to get this. Out of the blue, I, literally out of the blue. And she lives in Australia. It was lockdown. She gets a call from a boyfriend of hers from 35 years ago. They, And this is like the next week. And they start talking. They start... Um, engaging and they then started having you know regular phone calls and the upshot is as soon as he was allowed he booked his ticket to Australia they're living together now (laughs) so I mean just amazing so relationships also life purpose and with um, my master class I show people also that you can use intention to get along with anybody Anybody, even people who disagree with everything you stand for, even people you don't particularly like, even people you can't stand. You can get along with anybody. And I also show you how you can overcome doubt, negativity, all sorts of things with the power of intention and a number of techniques. So to try to find out how to do it, I studied Masters of Intention, um, master healers Buddhist monks Qigong masters and I took a number of their techniques that they had in common they had lots of differences but they also had certain commonalities and I distilled them and also distilled what in the laboratory was really working into into my what I call 13 keys to intention mastery so it's a, it's just about learning a technique that's it
0: everybody can do it. And it doesn't take that long. It's not like we're saying sit for hours in, you don't say that in your book. I know it's like, don't, you don't have to sit for hours thinking, you know, and if you lose that train of thought, you're, you're done for, you got to start over. It's nothing like that. It's not that hard. So, but one of the keys, uh, that I found to be, I don't know if it's controversial, but it is something that I think we haven't, I don't think we talk about manifesting all the time. Yeah, really I'm not do. sure that we've talked
1: about... Oh, we talk about starting small too. Yes. Like, you know, all those same
0: yes, principles absolutely. and practicing. Yep, yep. But one of the things that you say is be specific. Yes. And the granularity of what you talk yes. about in your book, I was like, oh, yeah. okay, have I... Ooh, I don't know. I don't think and we're specific s- enough. Yes, well, yes. So can yeah. you comment on yeah, that part of the program? Because oftentimes you just say, well, just... For my highest good, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, or something, I, better. I, I, or something I, better. or something better. Or something better. You know, yes, and yes, instead yes. of saying, I want no yeah. whatever.
2: Okay, yeah. so <laughs> Absolutely. Well <clears throat> what we've noticed in our intention experiments is when we do something that is just very general, like sending love to water, it doesn't work. Nothing works. When we say we want to move it by one pH, it works. So I started recognizing that intention is a bit different from prayer. It's certainly different from meditation. And I know that from brainwave studies we've done on power bait groups. Um, with meditation, it's usually a, an attempt to have no mind, you know, just to sink into the nowness. Um, with prayer, it's a supplication. Uh, God, you decide for me. Thy will be done. I'll be your loyal servant in whatever you decide for me. And that's what I see is being very typical of saying for my highest good. That's prayer. With intention, it's a thought of, it's a very specific request to the universe. And there's nothing wrong with asking it. Now, I do want to disabuse people of thinking, well, if I limit it, if I, if I'm specific, the universe won't give me anything more. That's not true. I've seen many times where people do a very specific intention and then get even more than they asked for. But I'll tell you why you need it. Number one, people usually don't really know what they want. Mm-hmm. They will say things like, I want to be rich. Mm-hmm. When they don't mean they want to be rich. What they mean is in, in the sense of having lots of stuff and lots and lots of money right. in the bank. Yep. What they mean is, I hate my job and I want a different job. And maybe if I win the lottery, I won't have to do that stupid job. Or they mean, I want more time to be with my children or my grandchildren or to pursue a hobby. So, and I think if I've got lots and lots of money in the bank, I don't have to stay with that stupid job. I'll have all of this money. So they don't really tell the universe what they want. They need to tell the universe they want more time. They need to tell the universe they want another job. Just tell the universe what you want. And I've seen this so much of the time too, when you're not specific, oftentimes you have to, you might bring about the wrong thing. For instance, I don't Mm -hmm. know if she was an intender, but let's take Heather Mills McCartney, Mm -hmm. Paul McCartney's Mm ex-wife, his his second wife after Linda, Mm -hmm. he met her uh, at a charity event and Heather Mills had been a very plucky Northern lass from the UK who uh, was quite attractive and wanted to be famous. She wanted to come down and make her fortune, etc. cetera. So she became what people call a glamor model, except she got hit by a motorcycle one day and it severed one leg below the knee. But being a very courageous young woman she decided to carry on and she would also be a champion for people who were you know who had lost a limb and that's when Paul McCartney met her so he married her and suddenly she was one of the most famous women in the world Mm -hmm. but the marriage didn't last after a few years it started going sour and the British press which had been very kind to her suddenly turned on her and started investigating her past found out that she had you know she had posed for numerous uh, pornographic photos and had a field day and suddenly this woman who wanted to be famous became infamous so i always think of her as a perfect example of be careful what you wish for and make sure it is specific because she wanted to be famous she didn't specify however how yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's, that's a, the same with Meghan Markle, the Duchess of oh, Sussex, yes, as well, because she wanted to be famous, she wanted to be in the limelight, she actually wanted to be a member of the royal family, she just didn't specify what she wanted to be in it, what she wanted to do, and, you know, the press is is very, very critical of her all yeah, the time, so, yeah, 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 exactly, so i think being specific is really key and it's something everybody gets wrong.
1: yeah so take it that extra step of i want to be famous for or,
0: or in a way that the onion, yeah what's yeah yeah underneath the fame
2: right right yeah and very specific you know i <clears throat> if you want to heal breast cancer don't just say i want to be healthy i just my intention is uh that i immediately overcome or i'm free of or um i'm healed of all traces of breast cancer in my right breast and any metastases particularly in the c2 section of my spine so that i'm healthy and well in every way so you just tell the universe exactly what you want to heal tell the universe exactly what you want yeah
0: we have a a you know a friend of ours in this area that has a son with a significant aggressive cancer, and we had talked about getting the power of eight mm-hmm. and writing together. that intention. And mm-hmm. I, um, you know, part part of when we were talking about it with um, with one of the group was, well, you know, we don't want to get somebody's hopes up and. You know, aggressive can I know? She's smiling. Aggressive cancer can't be cured, and you know. And I was like, well, wouldn't you want to try? And so there was a part of us that were saying, well, let's just do it without them knowing. So, do the people have to know? Have you seen? You know, can we do a power of eight and just? send it to the guy and so his this mom doesn't is, you're even asking know.
1: this so you could sleep good at night that we're going to do it anyway
0: <laughs> i i don't like to listen to people anyway no, we really don't okay. no okay. i don't know why you're asking <clears throat> well, you ask this.
2: mean this is the family the family yeah. is saying we can't cure aggressive cancer wow what what a hopeless individual yeah. uh, in the sense of they don't have any hope they're not holding out any hope here's what i have to say to that mm-hmm. until somebody puts that person that patient in a box there is always hope yes. i actually have a course i teach uh, that's going on at the moment for um for professionals because i had a health challenge a few years ago not the one i was talking about earlier mm-hmm. and i went to various alternative practitioners and they were good at what they did but i was shocked by their language their language was so bad it was yeah. things like this is going to be a long and painful journey. Yeah, or, no, I know. you're yes. a shadow of your former self. And I went, what? So ah. I, it started becoming material for me that people had so many preconceptions about healing. I mean, my mother-in-law uh, had end-stage breast cancer and we she was too late for any conventional treatment. So we brought her to a doctor who was an integrative practitioner and he, her breast was raw meat. Her, her general practitioner had recoiled when he examined her. When Patrick, this doctor we brought her, her to, looked at it, he, he said, I was in the room when he did this, giving her moral support. He examined her and he said, oh, we can handle that. And I knew at that moment she was going to be healed because she was being given hope. And hope is the best medicine there is. There's way too much mind body stuff and evidence placebo effects I mean there's a 61 mm-hmm. percent difference between the outcome of patients with a positive statement by their doctor like hey I can handle that he can handle that compared to um, "Oh, I don't know I'm not sure we I'm not sure there's really any point here but let's give it a go that 61% difference in outcomes. So that and so much evidence on the placebo demonstrates the mind's incredible power to heal. So that is crazy if it's their parent, his parents just saying, okay, we can't do anything about it, um, why not try? In terms of you, and I would throw everything at it to mm-hmm. save a child, mm-hmm. and certainly a child of mine, um, what I would say to you all is, and I always say you need somebody's permission. But what you can do is say, if they think intention is hooey, what you can say to them is, do you mind if we pray for your son? Yes, yes. We yes. have a little, we have a secular prayer we use, okay. and just do it that way.
1: Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah.
2: And, and like, also I you like could say to them too, Look, you know what? We're going to pray for stages. So we pray. We don't just say, okay, have it disappear overnight. Mm-hmm. But let's just take it in stages. You know, it's a complex is- issue, uh, illness, and maybe one of those stages is that um, they find a practitioner who actually believes there's some hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're open to something like that, uh, you can have, you know, uh, a stage of of some of the cancer cells going down, and whatever uh, yeah. count they use to determine um, what how well that how well the child's doing that that improved, then something else improved, then something else improved. So take it in stages.
0: Right. Yeah, I like that. That's really great advice. So you could be specific by stage. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, taking baby steps. I, I advise my students all the time about baby steps. And yet oftentimes it is getting the correct diagnosis, getting the right practitioner, finding out the cause. That's a big one for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. one student of mine um, <clears throat> was had terrible, terrible chronic fatigue. And she didn't know why. I mean, she couldn't walk the dog for more than 10 minutes and she'd have to go lie down for you know hours so her group did an intention for her to find the source of why she was ill and lo and behold she gets a some sort of intuition to check uh, her dressing room to see if there's any any kind of thing going on there and and she had some builders do this and they discover total black mold behind her and this was causing it as soon as they cleaned all of that up I mean she was she was lifting weights and hiking within weeks it was astonishing so that and that happens all a lot another student of mine Mitchell Dean um, had chronic fatigue and as a clinical psychologist, this was a really bad look for him. And he couldn't, he tried every alternative thing in the book, so his group also intended for him to find the cause. And he got a big intuitive hit to see a Chinese herbalist. And this herbalist said to him, I'd like to check your liver filtration systems. And he goes on to find that one of them isn't working. And that's the thing that is allowing all kinds of toxins to enter his body and his brain. And as soon as they cleaned that up, his depression more or less disappeared. So um, that's a good baby step to to find out the cause.
1: Can you um, set an intention for the family, and that there's a renewed sense of hope and optimism around health and well-being, and the outcome. I
0: like your strategy, yes. Gina. I,
1: yes, huh. can we, like, as part of this prayer group, <laughs> uh, part of it be, you know, not just on the physical health of their son, but mm-hmm. also around the the optimism and hope for the family
2: definitely you could do that. Absolutely do that and be really specific about that they have optimism, hope about their child's, their son, their son's outcome. Um, you need their permission first. Absolutely. And again, yeah. I, would yeah. I would just yeah. say, look, do you mind if we, we have a secular prayer we do for, you know, can we do it for you and your, your family, your son, et cetera, and get their permission. And absolutely, I mean, cool. we do intentions for everything. So it's state of mind, it's body, as I say, it's relationships, it's career, it's money. We have loads of people. I had one woman down to her last 200 pounds. She was UK based and she had was born with a birthmark. Her name is Bev and she was born with a birthmark and she had tried to cover it up for years and then got to the point of recognizing that she really had to love it and love herself. So she she did, and she wanted to set up a business and a website called Love Your Mark, but she didn't have any money for it. So her group did an intention for her. Lo and behold, she had worked for Lloyd's of London, the insurance company. And right after their intention, she gets a letter from Lloyd's of London saying, you're eligible to apply for a special grant. She does, and she ends up getting loads of money, just all the money she needs to set up this business, this website, etc. So we see this all the time too. All kinds of things, people getting out of debt by sending intention, once again, very specifically, it really, really works. I wanted to also tell you, because I mentioned earlier about it not being like meditation. Um, mm-hmm. We did a brainwave study with Life University which is the largest and most prestigious chiropractic university in in the world. And they were intrigued by power of eight groups and put their neuroscience department in my at my disposal. So this was wonderful. We got student volunteers. We put an EEG cap on one member of each group. And the assumption we all had was that the brainwave um, activity was going to be really very close to that of meditation and we were astonished and the group leader the neuroscientist leader uh, dr stephanie sullivan was completely flabbergasted to see it was nothing like meditation Mm -hmm. um that it was complete opposite of meditation instead of increasing certain brain waves like alpha brain waves slightly slower brain waves than ordinary waking consciousness which is what happens in meditation most a lot of parts of the brain were being turned off so the parietal lobes the parts of the brain that sit toward the back of the head they were dialed way down and so were the parts of the brain involved with worried doubt neg- negativity the right frontal lobes they were also dialed right down now the interesting part about that is the parietal lobes and to some degree, the temporal lobes too, which were also dialed way down. Um, they in, they create separateness in us. They help us navigate through space. Uh, they help us navigate through space. So they uh, tell us, this is me, this is not me. So they were all dialed way down. And so were the parts of the brain involved in worry, doubt, negativity. So instead of looking like meditation, these, brainwave signatures were almost identical to those um, recorded by Dr. Andrew Newberg, then of the University of Pennsylvania, who did brainwave studies on um, Sufi masters during uh, chanting and Buddhist monks during ecstatic prayer. So these were people uh, in an ecstatic state of oneness, as Buddhist monks are as well. But the amazing part of it was, you know, it takes years to become a Buddhist monk or a Sufi master uh, or hours of priming to get into that state. We had student volunteers, most of whom had never even meditated before. Nobody had done power of eight stuff. And yet, within minutes, they were transported into this mystical state. And that's what I hear all the time from people who participate in intention experiments and in Power of Eight groups. They have electricity going up and down their arms. They talk about a lot of heat. They talk about feeling very otherworldly, that they are very much connected with the other participants or the group, whether or not they're on Zoom, as most of my groups are, they're working virtually, um, or they're in the same room. And of course, with the intention experiment, people are as we are today, in front of a separate computer screen. And they're all thousands of miles away from each other, you know, participants around the world. So this creates a state of ecstatic oneness and it does it really quickly. Um, I only ever do intention experiments or power of eight groups for 10 minutes, that's it. And we started that in 2007 When Dr. Schwartz and I did our first intention experiment, we said, how long should we hold this? Well, I don't know. If people haven't meditated, maybe 10 minutes is is all they can manage to focus. And that's how we started with 10 minutes. And when we saw it worked, that's all we've done ever since. So we're talking about total novices for only 10 minutes, and they're transported into a state of the miraculous. So I always say, you know, you don't need a sweat lodge you don't need hours of prostration or discipline practice all you need is a group and a common intention and you have a fast track to the miraculous and a 10 minutes
1: I'm could mirac- be
2: miraculous
0: could in be ten magical. minutes, well, Holly. Gina, since I can only I'm going find- to
1: put that eg e, that cap on and it'll look really sad <laughs> in the beginning, and then I'll be then ten minutes miraculous.
0: Okay, since I can only I'm excited. Strong, I seriously strong you and uh-huh. a few other people. Yes. I wouldn't uh-huh. get to eight. Okay, I don't have that many friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she did. That I could
0: strong arm. Yeah. So tell us about becoming part of your group um in 2023 2023 i know is going to be an awesome year full of great changes because we're we're sick of the past and so it would be a great time to start setting intentions especially in
1: this aquarian period of time where old systems crumble a little bit and new systems yeah uh this is a this is a whole new system that we I hope for the human the human race we really embrace so so excited for your work, Lynn. I'm so excited for your work. So, yes, so, how can we get involved? Thank yes. you. And, you know, as a
2: I mean, I actually am an Aquarian. So I'm really there feeling you like, wow, you you're brilliant. Your- Listen, <laughs> no, that's,
0: of course. OK, this like, is your, this is hey, your see, season. I the I'm the hack astrologer, I call myself. And so I would be like, OK, she talks good. She, yeah. That's Aquarian. Yeah. She's brilliant. Yes. She's innovative. Yeah. She's all those things. Beautiful. Aquarian. Aquarian. There she is.
2: Yep. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> my true. husband is too we are too oh, really quick. oh wow yeah. I love that power, powerful <laughs> couple, power couple. yeah yep, for uh, sure thank you um yeah I think it's I think it's such a perfect time to bring in the new and we need to get rid of the old so I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I'm doing on that front too so with my class uh it kicks off on um on February 4th. And what I do is I have three parts to it. I work with people all year long and I teach with six, two hour uh, live and interactive sessions. So we're on Zoom together and you're live and interactive with me. So I can put you into groups. I can put you into pairs. I can do all kinds of interactive stuff with you. And I teach you all of the fundamentals of intention Plus, as I say, using it with relationships, getting over your own doubt and your own self-sabotage and your own negativity, helping to protect you from other people's negativity without having to shield. I don't believe in Mm -hmm. shielding. Uh, Um, And really, oh, I don't believe in shielding. No, no, no. If we're all one, why do we want to block ourselves off from from everybody else? Mm -hmm. So, um, but there's, another technique and numerous techniques that you can use. And I really show people how to use power of eight groups because you wouldn't believe how many people do it wrong. And it's very simple and effective, but you need to create a bunch of different situations to really maximize it. And we keep track of what's going on with everybody. We put, and then part two, I put you in a power of eight group. based on your time zone and your preferred time of meeting and you rather love this i i love the Beatles. being as old as i am and my husband loves the Beatles, so we needed because we have lots of people who join this course every year we needed um a category that had a lot of different um names to it when when we first started out we were using egyptian pharaohs and um (laughs) Uh, we used uh, birds and animals, I think, one time and all kinds of things like that. Greek gods. This time we used Beatles songs. So uh, our, our name are uh, Beatles songs. Uh, I am the walrus, yesterday, you know, uh, revolution, <laughs> day's all night. of that. Today's night. Yeah. <laughs> I know, a hard day's night. Nobody wants that one. <laughs> so, uh, and, and so we put you into groups and I have people meet every week and keep careful records of what's happening to them and the rest of the group over the year. So, And then the third part of it is, I meet you regularly in intention clinics to make sure you're doing it right, you're doing the homework, you're mastering the different, different techniques, and I throw you a few more um, um, <coughs> little nuggets besides and show you some more techniques and some more things to do with intention. So it's over a whole year and uh, what is so beautiful about it, and this is one of the keys to why this works, is I had a guy called Jerry in 2020, who was part of the course during lockdown. Yeah. And he said at the end of it, wow, I had the best lockdown. I've probably been closer oh. to people and had more better relationships than I've ever had in my life. Yeah. In fact, He wanted more he said so he joined the next year's class and he continues to meet with the 2020 group there's 11 of them and he then met with the 2021 group and he continued to have an amazing arrangement with them too and transformational stuff happened to him too but he said what the big miracle for him is i now know what love is and that is one of the key factors here in this transformation. Um, You know, I've been trying to figure out why does this work? And of course, intention is one big thing. Um, Group effects, there's a kind of group, um, collective effervescence that goes on with group. We all raise each other's game, but altruism is one of the big, big pieces here because most of the time you're intending for someone else. And what I have discovered, over and over again is when people are stuck, when they get off of themselves, miracles start happening to them. And there's plenty of science to support it. I mean, the science of altruism demonstrates. Altruism is like wearing a bulletproof vest. People who do things for other people live longer, healthier, happier lives. If you're ill with something and you help somebody else with the same illness, you're more likely to heal And I've seen this over and over again in my work. So when people are stuck, I will invariably say to them, get off of yourself. Start Mm -hmm. intending for someone else. And Mm -hmm. their life, the sender's life, gets moving. And I've seen this again and again and again. Uh, Auntie Spiros, um, she needed a new job. She had sold her gift store business. She was going through a, a divorce. She was a young woman. She had... Um, two young kids, and she was really, really worried because she kept applying, even though she was a very talented marketer and and um, coach, couldn't get anything. So I finally said exasperatedly, Andy, get off of yourself. There's a, I, I have a perfect person for you to intend for. And that was a kid called Luke who was 15 and broke up with his first serious girlfriend and in a fit of adolescent angst. He threw himself off of a 40-foot structure onto hard ground. So Luke broke every bone in his body, had brain damage, nerve damage, and doctors didn't think he was going to live. So I had the whole master class sending intention to wow. Luke. And the upshot was, not only did Luke respond every time we sent intention, he got out of the hospital in record time. He's a healthy 19, 20-year-old now. Oh, wow. But the key element was what happened to Andy. Because Andy gets a call out of nowhere the next week from somebody she doesn't even know offering her what turned out to be her dream job. And she went on, instead of a rancorous divorce, she ended up having such a good divorce that the lawyers from both sides said, "Uh, could you give us the blueprint for this so we can do this for our other clients? so uh, that's what happens all the time with the altruism and of course as i mentioned to you oneness is the other secret sauce here as to why it works because we don't experience ourselves in the field you know we are all part of this giant energy field i've called the field but we don't experience life that that way we will say we're all connected but we don't experience life that, that way we've been programmed to experience life as separation and being lonely little people on a lonely planet in a lonely universe so with a power of eight group you suddenly end up with that mystical state of oneness you experience what has been called a peak experience by people like the psychologist abraham maslow um, where you have altered senses you have this overwhelming sense of oneness blinding epiphanies of meaning you know, a sense of rejuvenation, all of this happens. And I think that is the state, that is the key state for transformation and healing. And that's what happens with it. So I think there are all these things that happen with a Power of Eight group. And with us all being so isolated, you asked before, do you need qualifications? Mm -hmm. Uh, The only qualification you need is to be a human being and you can join a power of eight group. And as I find over and over again with my master class, these people become your intention family. I have people who've been meeting since 2013, religiously every week. And that is their, these people, the idea that a total strangers, a group of total strangers have your back, are there for you is totally healing.
0: Oh, it's beautiful sense of community we all long for really yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yes and more friends absolutely more friends yeah and
1: oh, can make it more go friends i yeah. love it so so you don't have thing to thing. have eight
2: you can <laughs> it doesn't have to be eight it can be six it can be 12 as long as it's i told you the derivation of the name it's got a lot of it's got a lot of amazing mystical, you know, connotations. You know, sure. Chinese love eight. Yeah. Uh, it's so a sideways infinity sign, infinity, but hmm. you don't need eight. You just need a group. More than, yeah, you know, eight five eight or, or so. more. Yeah, yeah eight yeah. or so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to tell you, just because you talked about things collapsing and we need yes. new things.
1: Yeah.
2: One of the things that I'm doing, and people can find out, this by signing up to my website um i am all going to offer i want to call in all of my power of eight groups because i realized, you know i've been thinking about we need an army of change makers yes. and i already have an army of change makers yeah. there's thousands tens of thousands of power of eight groups around the world so i want to offer all of them and i will be putting this on my website a a little um uh, it'll be a, a blueprint for change. It's going to be a uh, how to use your power of eight group to also bring about change locally and ultimately nationally, internationally. That. So I'm going to give people free this document, this blueprint and, lots of other material every so often, and get this little army of changemakers to start making change from the ground up, because that's the only way it's going to happen. Yes. It's not going to happen with a new president or a new prime minister. No. It's going to happen no. from the ground up.
1: Absolutely. 100%. And I, I, you know, I also think part of this change is we need to stop looking to one person or one change or one thing to so- come right. in and solve. We all can solve it. Mm-hmm. without though even the one person to be quite honest and so stop all the blame stop it yeah yeah no I think that's yeah. fantastic you're gonna in, you're gonna Yay. inspire your people and your army I love it I love this, <laughs> this is so so good. good I feel <laughs> better about 2023 already <laughs> I feel better I know, I know I do have one quick question yes of course uh if you don't if you don't mind Lynn I, I'm so curious because we've been doing this work now for quite quite a while and on the podcast for about three years. And one of the things that keeps coming up, and I'm just curious your take on it is uh, intention setting and this, it just takes 10 minutes thing. And people who say, gosh, That's just kind of lazy. That's not like, how is that going to do? Like, there has to be some forward progress. You have to do something. Action, action, action. action. That's not going to change. You know, so I'm curious how you would address that when it comes to. (laughs) I'm sure she has. By her face, it's so good. It's going to be good. Hunker down (laughs) people who think that way. Here she comes.
2: (laughs) Well, first of all, that betrays a complete misunderstanding of what a human being is. I mean, we are all energy and our thoughts are one other type of energy. So when you start thinking of yourself as one giant bowl of vibrating packets of energy interacting with other energy, you start thinking very differently about thoughts and their power and you stop Uh, breaking down the idea of body does one thing mind does something else you also need to just look at the giant evidence giant evidence um, for the placebo effect to understand that thoughts can heal enormously you have to look at my body of evidence now I've run 40 intention experiments everything as I said from making seeds grow faster and purifying water to lowering violence in war-torn areas we did one where we lowered violence in the most violent neighborhood in america st louis missouri by 43 percent compared to all of the areas around the neighborhood we did intention for that continued to go up with uh, a trajectory of violence um we um we did an intention for um the um jerusalem and i had participants from nine different locations. Eight locations were different uh, conference rooms in different Arab cities. And the ninth uh, uh, location was an auditorium of Israeli Jews. And we had cameras in each location and special equipment so that they could talk to me, they could talk to each other, and you know we could all communicate together. So we did an intention to lower violence in Jerusalem. And by the end of it, I had had to mediate between the two sides because the Arabs wouldn't talk to the Israelis and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Afterward, they're all talking to each other, sending love to each other, sending your God is my God, big, big love fest. And that's happened also with Arabs and Americans. I did an intention for one of the anniversaries of 9-11. So the idea that thoughts can do nothing, we got uh, (laughs) press afterward with that Arab-Israeli one, Um, in both Jerusalem and in Kuwait saying it's little things like this that may make much more of a difference than all of the diplomacy or politics in the world. So I think that whoever says things like that is very, very short-sighted, doesn't understand the current science, and certainly doesn't understand what it means to be a human being.
0: I love that. Well, that's Period. a mic drop moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Period. Yes, I that love is. it. it was so great.
0: Okay, so Lynn, you are a rock star. Mm-hmm. You are innovative. Mm-hmm. You're a pioneer. Mm-hmm. You are a blessing to the world. Yeah. And we yeah. thank you and honor your work so much. Oh. And thank you for being here. Yeah, this was one it of the most been-
1: inspiring conversations I've Absolutely. ever had. I mean, you are just, and you can just feel through the screen this just commitment and excitement and love and uh passion for what you do um and thank god you do what you do
0: absolutely you. we're gonna have everything in the show notes we think you should run out and do your own power or uh, of eight or so or so yeah yeah and uh start doing the get the book get the book that has all of the 13 things in there and it'll be you a can great start framework it, to start and then you can be ready for february so it starts
1: as a book club and then it turns into a power of eight ish intention setting powerhouse in 2023
0: club. perfect alright well All right. thank you so much it's been so much
2: fun being with both of you thank you so much for having me
0: Likewise. likewise. alright
2: All right, goodbye
1: everybody yeah bye
0: thank you for joining our VIP conversation and please visit us at our website www.loa.com on cork.com. See you soon.